Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Real Film Nerds. Uh, my my name is Mike, uh, mysterious Mike Talent, and with me is my co-host Matt. Uh, Matt, we we don't really have a, a nickname for you, do we? Do I need a nickname? Aren't I just good enough without it, Mike? I guess so. I guess so. I guess that's true. And today we're going to be talking about a wonderful popcorn movie that, uh, Matt, uh, before you tell us the title, how did I describe this movie to you? Hot garbage? No, no. Remember you were like, you were really nervous about, you're like, ah, I haven't seen all this fa- these Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, I'm not going to know what's going on. Describe the one sentence that I sent to you to catch you up. Hold on, wait a minute. Do I need to look it up on the uh, uh, the the instant messages so I can read it like verbatim? Although I don't know if I can go back that far because we we talk all the time on the internet. It was it was something along the lines of action, uh, things blow up, and that's it. I think. No, no, no. It was t- no, no. Terrible, Hold on. Matt. I'm looking Terrible, it up Matt. now. I'm looking it up. I'm just trying to scroll as fast as I can. I'm trying to scroll. When did when did we talk about this? Luckily my mouse doesn't make noise. At least I hope not. Well, it was it was a couple days ago before you'd seen it and you were nervous about watching it and then you were going to watch some like uh I don't know. Fast and Furious catch me up thing. So, uh have you found it yet? Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, there's something about Shark Week. My, here, Mike, go. Talk about Shark Week. Shark Week, go. How is Shark Week? Oh, yes. The, the, this last Shark Week was uh, It was all right. Uh, they did a lot of fantastic, crazy things. So, eh, whatever. But there was a couple of episodes that were pretty neat about some stuff they're trying to do to prevent shark attacks in Cape Cod area. So, that was cool. But some of the, like, celebrity things are kind of, like, I don't know. They're kind of weird. Like, they had some some YouTube channel guys that, like, I don't know. Was it called The Impossible? Or, no. I don't even I don't even follow them or anything. But uh, it was kind of lame. They went and took them shark diving and just recorded them shark diving. How would you rate this year's Shark Week versus other Shark Weeks? Uh, like in terms of reels or just like, uh, what, what are we Versus going with the other here? ones? Is it as good, better, worse? It was just a mediocre, uh, I don't know. So, sometimes I feel like they have more sciencey ones. I really like the ones where they do a lot of tagging stuff and they, they show how that stuff works. And, and, uh, I like this one. It was called alien sharks a few years ago and it was all these super like deep water sharks that they caught off of Japan. That was cool, but... Okay, so now to get back on topic, since everybody hates it when we get off topic off the beginning. Mike, I found it. It took me a while to scroll back, but I got your exact quote on the Facebook's messengers. Yeah, maybe I should have warned you before I just put you on the spot like that. But hey, I, you know, you do it to me all the time. So it's revenge, man. It started out with me sending you a link to a catch-up for the complete Fast and Furious series in order, I think, of... They came out? I don't think it was chronological. It was the order they came out, which is chronological, right? Well, but like Tokyo Drift came out 
third? No, that was the second one. No, Tokyo Drift, Drift was the third one. Too Fast, no, too the fast too Furious was the second one. No, I think that's the third no, one. No, I know for a fact, Mike. For a fact. All right, all right. Anyways, mm-hmm. all right. So, uh, I I guess, but it, it wasn't, it was in the order that they came out. It was not chronological, because chronological would be how they are in the timeline, I believe. Anyways, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I said, hey, look what I found. Should I watch this? And you said, you don't need to, but go for it. I said, okay, if you say so, I won't waste my life. And then you come back. Nope. Your summary for your summary, summerly. Yeah, there's an L in there. Your summerly, Jason Statham, bad guy, gone good, and The Rock, good guy. They did not like each other. Okay, you're ready. And then I laughed. That was a lot farther in our conversation than I thought. I didn't realize we talked so much on Facebook Messenger. Uh, so with that, Matt, what, what is the movie that we are going to be, uh, talking about today? Oh, yes. Oh, do I get to do the rundown? Oh, cause you did the intro. I get to do the rundown, right? No, no. Well, I mean, sure. If you want, are you ready for that? Hell yeah, I am. I'll do it. I didn't practice, but I'll, I'll do it. All right. Real film nerds podcast episode 127. We are talking about Calvin and Hobbes. I mean, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Nice, nice. I like what you did there. See, I just gave it a little shout out for you. All right, Mike, you want the rundown? Yes, yes, give it to us. All right, Hobbs and Shaw was directed by David Leach from Deadpool Infamy. Writers Chris Morgan, Drew Pierce. Uh Uh-oh, there's another one. Based on characters created by Gary Scott Thompson, it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Hobbs, Jason The Bald Guy Statham as Shaw, Idris Alba as... See, I said Alba, didn't I? Like, Jessica Alba. Damn it, Elba. Yes, Elba. <laughs> yeah, you did say Alba. Yeah, God. like Jessica oh. I feel like an idiot. Oh, well. Idris Elba who is the self-proclaimed bad guy in the film, Vanessa Kirby, who is the hottie named Hattie, who also happens to be Hobbs' sister, Helen Mirren has a cameo in it, and a few other people like Chris Cliff Curtis, one of my boys. There you go. There's, there's some of the stars. Here is the storyline. Since I didn't realize I was going to do this, I am going to read the quick one since it's right here. Lawman Luke Hobbs and outcast Deckard Shaw form an unlikely alliance when a cyber-genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. You know, that really does sum it up. It is, you know, that that trumps my summary of the history of these two. It really gets to the heart of the movie. And... You know, the heart of this movie is there's a lot of action. There's uh, some funny back and forth between uh, Jason Statham's character, Shaw, and Dwayne Johnson's character, Hobbs. And that's about it. So this is just a popcorn action movie that really has nothing to do with Fast and Furious except these characters were in it. 
So is that why it's Fast and Furious Presents? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a, I would say it's a spinoff uh, for a movie, which, have we had that before, really? I know they've done that so many times in, like, sitcoms and stuff, like Frasier uh, from uh, Cheers or, uh, I'm, tr- I'm blanking on other what, ones. But- what do you consider, what do you consider a spinoff? Because to go to my favorite franchise in the Star Wars world, we have the main films, the um, saga, as they refer to it. And then we have a Star Wars story, which they only did a couple of because I guess people just don't like them or people were boycotting or whatever. There's many different theories. So would you consider Rogue One and Han Solo a spinoff or not Han Solo, but Solo. Um, yeah, I would say it's like a spinoff. So some of the characters could be from the, the other part. Uh, what did you call it? You had a specific word. The saga from the saga, but you're still in that universe, that, that world. And so there doesn't have to be, as much explanation about how things are because you can focus more on different characters doing different heisty things or whatever they're going to do. Okay. So then yes, we have had it before with star Wars, but yeah, that's, that's what they call the, uh, nine films soon to be nine films is they call that the, the star Wars saga. And then everything else was a star Wars story. Well, Mike, to get back on Hobbs and Shaw, because I'm sure people want to hear about that instead of Star Wars. You know, it's not a bad movie. It's just there's no substance. The action isn't like Mission Impossible. I I know I'm probably going to compare it a lot to Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible are like more realistic stunts, practical stunts. You could see that stuff really happening in real life, kind of. But on Hobbs and Shaw, there was stuff in here where it was like that would that defies physics, like just flat out defies physics. Well, Matt, it's okay, man. We when you go see a movie like uh, the Fast and the Furious, you just got to check reality. So I guess it, it sticks to the Fast and the Furious uh, motto: is nothing is really real that they're doing because there's no way that they're gonna have cars going underneath semis and all this weird things and everyone's getting shot at and then everyone afterwards is like all right cool like it's 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 not going to be like that and we didn't have like a montage about family and all that stuff but you know it, it i i thought it was as long as you just check reality at the door it was great it's it's just dumb, fun action. And, you know, The Rock is entertaining, and Jason Statham together, they, they had some pretty funny scenes. I, I thought they were pretty funny, at least in the beginning. Um, so, I don't know. They, they, they had a good, um, almost like buddy cop uh, type movie chemistry, you know? Yeah, it's totally what this is. This is a buddy cop film for the Fast and Furious franchise. I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah, the action's fantastical. Oh, man, there's some things like, no way. But the last Fast and Furious, Matt, not not that you're going to see it, 
but you know they they were like messing around with submarines and driving them in the ice and they controlled drones and they hacked the one cell phone tower and could control the drone did they crash a submarine into a building into a skyscraper no but they did crash i think a ferrari into a building in dubai because you know that's what you do well of course i mean what else do you do in dubai oh oh matt we also have to talk about since this is fast and the furious uh mags uh my wife was saying i i said there's not really any car stuff in it and that's not entirely true but it's not like a typical Fast and Furious where there's a lot of emphasis on cars. Right. That's one of the things I was going to get to that disappointed me about this film because to go back to the history of my Fast and Furious watching days, the last Fast and Furious I watched was Tokyo Drift. And it was so bad, I said I will never watch another one of these movies again. But even that one and the first one and Too Fast, Too Furious, it was about the cars. It was about cool cars you would never see in your life rolling around on a road, doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing with these cars. They should be in a museum or they should be, you know, turned into money because they're worth a lot. This had one car in it and it was totally unbelievable. They had a McLaren in it. And I swear to God, I can't fit in a McLaren. There's no way in hell the rock is going to fit in a McLaren, let alone with someone else. Three people in a two person car and one of them's the rock. There's no way in hell he's fitting in that car. I'm sorry. Uh, I also questioned that, but then, you know, at the same time, I'm like, oh, yeah, check reality at the door. And look, look in the movie. They don't even show him getting in or getting out of the car. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> that would be that that would be a sight for uh, that. I mean, that might be in the outtakes or something, man. I bet that's funny. If even if they tried it, I doubt I imagine it was some sort of uh, I don't know. uh set or something that kind of looked like in a car i don't don't know what they do maybe it was just green screen who knows it had to be it had to be because there's no way there's no way in hell you would fit in that car um yeah so okay so what what what, uh, uh maniacal mag say see she even has a nickname yeah yes uh maniacal mag said that it, it it can't be a fast and furious movie that there's no car and i was like well it is but there was really no like car stuff. I mean, a little bit, Matt. I guess without spoiling it yet, the in scene with a flying vehicle. I guess there was some stuff, but it wasn't really emphasized about what they were. I don't know. I guess it's the big kind of finale scene, which was. I really had to. Do- dispense reality (laughs) with that one man like really bad (laughs) yeah suspend your disbelief matt suspend your disbelief oh it was bad (laughs) it wasn't bad it was entertaining don't get me wrong i don't hate this movie it was extremely entertaining but you said there's heart there is no heart in this movie i'm sorry there's nothing there's nothing beneath the surface what what the surface is is the surface that's the movie that's what you get that's why people go and see these. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fun. It's entertaining, but you're not. It's not one you're going to be talking about, or that's going to be studied years later, or whatever. Yeah, 
I mean, but when Matt, when I was proposing that we watch this movie, I felt like I might be asking you to go to karaoke and sing uh, Let It Go from Frozen. Like, you seemed really apprehensive. But then once you got into it, you were excited, you know? You're like, let it go. And you just start singing. I don't know about apprehensive is the word. I just was like, well, I haven't seen literally what? Six films? I don't know. How many Fast and Furious are there? I think if you count this one, this one might be the ninth. Yeah, so I haven't seen uh, five five films. Yeah, I haven't seen five films out of this entire franchise. And you want me to see the most recent one with two characters? I have no idea who they are. I know who the actors are. Actors are. I have no idea who the characters are, though. So... I do know that uh, the young lady that played uh, Jason Statham's sister is very pretty. I like that. Vanessa Kirby. She was quite attractive. Yeah, well, well, Matt, unlike uh, your saga thing, the story doesn't matter. Damn, dude. That's just cruel. Saga thing? Wow. You, you you emphasizing the story, like, yeah, that's not something you do with Fast and Furious. In fact, I'm pretty sure that one character got killed in one of the movies and then was miraculously brought back to life. Was that The Rock? Uh, I mean, no, I don't think it was his character, but I mean, who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I haven't seen those ones. I didn't even know anybody got killed. I know Vin Diesel didn't do the second one, and I don't know why he didn't do the second one. Um, I think he was filming Riddick or something. But he's the voice of Groot. He is. He gets paid really well to say, I'm Groot, in like 4,000 different ways. God, could you imagine doing that? That would be just brutal. Sitting there in front of a microphone saying Groot like 9,000 different ways. That has to be tough. I can't even speak words, and that was be saying the same words over and over again. It would be tough. Yeah, in different ways, in different, you know, yeah. I th- Honestly, not, not joking, I think it would be a real pain in the ass. I really do. Yeah, I, I, it, it would be. It definitely would be. So, Mike, speaking of Groot. Ooh, I like what you did there. Oh, you like, how, you like that? See, uh, sorry. I didn't even mean to do that, but we're going there. We're going there. All right, Mike. So how does... Hold on. I got to scroll back up so I can read the whole title. How does Fast and Furious Presents colon Hobbs and Shaw relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt... Thanks for asking. Uh, This one was pretty easy. The genetically enhanced super soldier, played by Idris Elba. Uh, See, you butchered it way worse than uh, I did. uh, uh, (laughs) Idris Elba. uh, Idris Elba. Man, I was all trying not to butcher it. Anyway, he is in plenty of MCU movies, but... but his first one he was in is Thor as Himdall, and he's continually is always that character. But he is in um, several Thor movies and Avengers and he, a lot. 
he's in a lot of the movies. I didn't I didn't write them all down, but so this one was pretty easy. I like it when it's easy. But oh, Matt, I know I was waiting for you to finish. That's what she said. There it is. That's uh, I was just waiting for that. Oh, and I'm disappointed <laughs> you missed that. <laughs> I was just waiting for her to finish. Oh God, <laughs> it's awful. Ah, uh, yeah, that is awful. But so I guess Matt, with that, we are we 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 are clear for spoilers. You so. mean we're done with the podcast? No, 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 we're not done uh-huh. with the podcast. Oh, but I did want to ask you, Matt, as a slight uh, uh, side uh, thing, is uh, Matt, what are you drinking today? <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. See, I did it back to you. I love it. It's awesome. You did. You you did, Mike. I am drinking a classic. I've drank it many times on this pod. I've drank many of them throughout the years. Good old fashioned Four Peaks Kill Lifter. Nice, very nice. All right, Mike. Which juicy IPA are you guzzling this evening? Of course, it is an IPA, but this one's from Lagunitas. It's called Supercluster Ale. It is a it is a citra hopped mega ale of intergalactic proportions. Sure, you can say Lagunitas right, but heaven forbid you say Idris Alba correct. <laughs> well, I don't know. You when you visit the brewery, it just it, it sticks in there more. I don't know. So you need to go on a meet and greet with Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. After that, I would never mess it up. I bet. I actually that would really seal the deal for me. I don't know why. I like him, dude. I think he's a really good actor. I really do. He plays a really good villain too, but. I mean, he's been in so much stuff, as you were pointing out, you know, the MCU world, and then he was in um, The Office. He had a cameo in The Office for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in The Office. He's been in all kinds yeah. of things, man. He's a really good character actor. He's real good. There were rumors he was going to be, uh, they were eyeballing him for the new James Bond, which I thought would have been awesome. But the problem is, is he's a little older, and how long it takes him to put out those James James Bond movies, he'd be like 70 by the time they got to his third one. So they they're gonna have oh, to look because they wanted to do yeah like a mar- multi part oh, yeah, deal or yeah, whatever yeah yeah anytime yeah, yeah, they yeah. get someone for James Bond they want someone for like what like four or five movies at least I think and it takes them forever to put them out I mean it does it really does they need to take a note from Marvel yeah yeah I mean if they wanted to do that I I don't know if it would work the same I guess it just depends so all right Mike. Other than Idris Alba being a really badass villain, uh, what other things were cool that you liked in Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, I liked the American British like ripping on each other. Like, there's a there's a couple scenes where uh, towards the beginning of the movie where The Rock and and Jason Statham, Hobbs and Shaw, are just ripping on each other when they find out who they're supposed to be working with, which is each other. And it was really funny because it was like Shaw was talking like British, like slang, like tearing down the rock and the rock was talking American slang. I I thought that was pretty funny. It was entertaining to me. I was laughing. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, There was some decent humor in here. It's not like, you know, 
laugh out loud kind of funny humor, but there's some smart, interesting, fun, entertaining humor definitely in the beginning when they're butting heads for sure. So that that was fun for me. You know, I guess this movie, uh, the Fast and Furious franchise, man, has this thing about always like emphasizing family. And this had like just a teeny bit of that in here with uh, Shaw's character um, wanting to protect his sister. And then uh, Shaw's character uh, and his daughter never have seen where he came from, which I guess is Samoa. Yeah, Hobbs. So yeah, that's a that's yeah. an interesting one because I mean, seriously, <laughs> I I don't want to get too crazy about. It. I mean, they gotta they like to cast who they can cast, but I mean, I'm not sure The Rock is Samoan. I don't think he is. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he is or isn't, but, uh, I mean, it was fine. I mean, Cliff Curtis, who plays Hobbs's brother, he is, he's played, (laughs) poor guy. I love Cliff Curtis. He always has smaller roles though, but he's played Mexican guys. He's played all kinds of different races. Cliff Curtis is from New Zealand. He's one of the, um, I'm not sure. And I don't want to mess it up, so I'm not going to say it. But he's one of the indigenous people of New Zealand, not Australia, New Zealand. So is that the Kiwis? Well, if you're from New Zealand, they say Kiwis, but that's not, you know. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I mean, that's not. Sorry, sorry. Politically correct. I I got it. I don't know anything. He is, I'm going to screw this up, Uh, Maori, M A. O R I descent. Okay. Cool. Which is actually like two different tribes or something, or I don't know. Anyways, I'm not even going to try and guess, but he, he was in, um, God, was he in crocodile Dundee? And he played like, oh, he's a, been in all kinds yeah, he of played stuff, like a man. Puerto Rican guy, crocodile Dundee. I think, I mean, he's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was in the Meg. Just uh, last summer, Blow. He was Pablo Escobar and Blow. He was in. Oh, he was in Colombiana. He was like that was Smiley and Training Day. Oh yeah, Training Day. He was in Live Free or Die Hard. I mean, he's in all kinds. He's of He's in a lot of stuff, and he has never ever played like his actual ethnicity. I understand you got to cast who you want to cast, and he is a fantastic actor. I would love to see him getting get a leading role. Oh God. We are in spoilers, so I'm going to throw this out there. One of the biggest upsets, I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead. I'm not a huge fan of Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm not a huge fan of what they have done recently with The Walking Dead TV series. Comic book is way better. I'm not a fan that they ended it so abruptly, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. But I was so pissed in Fear the Walking Dead when they killed off his character just for a pure shock factor. There was no other reason to kill him off. It was 100% shock factor. I was so mad because I was like, man. And then they start killing off, you know, a bunch of other characters. Just, I stopped watching the show because all the good actors and all the good characters were killed off. I stopped watching it. I have not watched the last two seasons. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I know you don't watch fear. I, I, do you watch the regular walking dead anymore? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, just been too busy with all these other things. But but the uh, boys. Ooh, I will. Boys. I will give a shout out for the boys. Dude, yeah, man, the boys is awesome. That was incredible. I love that show. 
I really love it. I I, I love it so much. I think I'm going to read the the comic book on it. Yeah, so The Boys is uh, streaming on Amazon uh, Prime for anybody who's interested. It is a, <clears throat> how would we say this, Matt? Like an anti, well, not an anti-superhero, but like a what if superheroes were more common in today's world? What they would really be like? Like, not this. It's more of a realistic take on superheroes in certain ways and the moral ambiguity that they have and the social commentary that they put out, which does pertain to our world today about when you have all this great power, what you would do with it, how power corrupts and things like that, even the good and all that stuff and how, Oh, it was incredible. It's such a, it's such a good show. I really, really enjoyed it. Yes. Fair warning. Hopefully we're not going to, we won't talk too much about it, but I really love the show. I watched one episode a night until I got through all of them, and there's only eight. But fair warning, it is extremely graphic, extremely. No questions about it. They push the limits, and there is a fair share of sexual content. Not a ton of nudity. There's some, but there are some disturbing scenes of you know um, uh, forced sexual content, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, I'd never seen a warning like the one they have before this show. It was, it's justified though. It's, it's over the top. It's very, um, I don't know if you watch Preacher. There's another one done by um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, also based on a comic book that they loved growing up. Uh, the boys wasn't so much when they were growing up. They were, they're around our age. So they were, you know, probably just out of college when they started reading the boys. Yeah, this is a more recent comic Yeah, The Boys right? was 2006, I think. Oh, 2005, okay. yeah, right. some, two, somewhere in there. Ran for many, many issues. 72, I think. But um, anyways, The Preacher, they Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen actually knew each other, I believe, in high school. And the reason why they got to know each other so well is because they both love comic books. They both love the more uh, hardcore comic books, more graphic, more indie, like Preacher, done by Garth Ennis, who also did The Boys. Um, But uh, Preacher's a lot like it. The show is a lot like The Boys show. It's graphic, but it's not like insanely graphic. It's very over the top. It's very fantasy. I just, I love both the shows. I love what they're doing with them. They're just fantastic. I su- highly suggest watching both of them. I really enjoy them. All right, Matt. So uh, to to get us back on topic, Matt, I I, I think I think we should should just uh, we should just do our ratings. I think we should just do our ratings. And uh, oh, I thought you wanted you know, to talk go, about I'll, the end scene that was just totally crazy. Uh I mean, okay, so we can talk about that. Like, just and how bit. magically cars, when they roll up to another car and they have hooks on them, they magically hook onto the other car's bumper. Well, that was all the skill, man. That was oh. the Fast and the Furious skill, like, just That's boom. what I'm doing wrong. And, I don't have any yeah, skill. And, 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 and Matt, like, unless you take as much steroids and, and HGH as, as uh, The Rock... You couldn't hold the helicopter down like he did. Dude, what kind of shit was that? He pulls the helicopter down. 
using freaking chains? Really? Ridiculous. That still wasn't the yeah. worst part I had with that. It was the freaking cars all locking onto each other and then the helicopter. I mean, come on. Seriously, a thing is flying through the air. No, if that helicopter truly has enough power, it would lift all those cars up easily. Yeah, but I don't know if it was a lifting helicopter. It doesn't matter and, if it's a and, lifting helicopter. If it has enough power, it'll pull it up. Or it'll or yeah, it'll but pull only, the damn only, helicopter only the one. Ground. Yeah, but only one, I think. Uh, I don't think it would have been able to pull up as many. Because, like, so you know how helicopters work, man. They're kind of, like, defying gravity already. So, unless you have the crazy ones that are built for, like, heavy, heavy lifting, like, you can't have a bunch of people in the helicopter and then lift all this stuff. Like, weight is everything flying. You know this. You know this, Matt. Intimately. I do more than average. Not, not you know, like a aerospace engineer or something, but just based on what I do for fun on weekends, yeah, I knew that more than average. Because the thrust-to-weight ratio I like to have on my airplanes is three to one. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. No, it was pretty ridiculous. Sorry, it was. <laughs> was like, like, seriously, the helicopter yeah. would have crashed or something, because it, it was just, it would have just been, anyways. It was, it was cool okay. to see, I guess. I don't know. I thought, even though it was cheesy as shit, one of the parts I actually did kind of enjoy was when all the guys roll up and they're getting ready to go to a war against the Rock and all of his Samoan family and stuff is all out there decked out in their traditional garb with their traditional weapons and stuff. I thought that was going to be cheesy from the trailer, and I actually kind of liked that. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, the, the, the way the trailer was cut up, it seemed really cheesy, but it actually did flow a little better in the movie which is yeah, good and it made more sense especially when they were talking about how they're advanced weapons and they have to be activated to be able to be used and all that stuff it made more sense but i still i liked how they did it i like how they choreographed it you know because i mean i'm sure i don't know tradition about samoan warriors but a lot of warriors in the past you know they always did stuff like that as a show of force to intimidate their en- enemy you know and I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that, that wasn't a bad scene. It, it did look kind of cheesy when they were showing it in the trailer, but it, it, it turned out all right. So I guess, Matt, with that uh, fantastical uh, scene out of the way, do you want... Uh, actually, I'll, I'll give my rating first, Matt, because you usually go first. I, I did the intro and everything this time, so I'm going to go first. I gave this movie three reels out of five. Wow. Mike has a higher score than me. Damn. I don't know. It's I, it, it's just it's pure entertainment value, this one. Like, there's nothing to it, and that's okay. And I guess that's what I expected, so I was happy. It delivered. Oh, I wasn't sure what to expect. I kind of thought I knew. Uh, the trailer is clearly one of the best cut trailers I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it tells you pretty much the entire movie. I mean, the trailer is almost a small movie. Sucks that a lot of the best parts in the film are definitely in the trailer and ruined in the film. Not not too bad, but a little bit. I will say this before I give my rating. If you do want to watch this movie, this is one where you will benefit a lot by seeing it in theaters just because of what the movie is. It's a over the top action action movie. 
I was going to try and add something else in there, but over the top action buddy cop kind of movie. And this is what movie theaters are built for. You want that surround sound. You want that big screen. You want to hear those explosions. You want to feel it in your seat. That's, this is the kind of movie you definitely want to go see it in a theater. All that said, two and a half reels. All right. Well, that I mean, that that is crazy that I rated something higher than you and that it was this movie. So, I don't know. Maybe it was just the day I was having. Maybe it was just a good day. I don't know. Like I said, it's not bad. There's just not a lot of, a lot here. It's an action flick, and it is what it is. And I think it not being as grounded in reality as something like Mission Impossible takes away for me. I know it's supposed to be fantastical, but it's not like over the top fantastical. So it's like kind of in this middle area and the story was okay, but it's nothing special. The mission impossible stories are really good. Really good. I really enjoy those. I I, I hate to keep comparing it to mission impossible, but I mean, that's, that's, those are like the gold standard now for action movies is those mission impossible films, man. They're, they're really just incredible. Yeah, they're they're all about their practical effects. Uh, I I like a lot of the Christopher Nolan movies because he does a lot of practical effects. Even though his last several movies have kind of been more fantasy, um, and there was a trailer on my movie. I don't know if you saw on yours for a new Christopher Nolan movie, and it didn't really say much. And it has um uh. Denzel's son in it, uh, Little Washington. Um, <laughs> Little Washington. <laughs> um, no, I, sorry, I butchered that. It's so um, funny. <laughs> uh, uh, who was in Black Klansman. And it doesn't say like hardly anything. And it was like, it, it's like July 2020. And I was like, damn it, I missed it. Because I'm like, it's August. Oh, 2020 yeah no you got away what's the movie you got me on the edge of my seat oh it has a weird name stand by oh hell okay well one of the trailers that i'm excited about actually there was two i don't remember um the titles but there were two trailers on hobbs and shaw for me at harkins here in prescott beautiful prescott arizona they were based around World War One, and I love my history. And World War One is a fascinating, fascinating time period, and we haven't had a whole lot of really good modern films based on World War One. And I am kind of excited to see those. Yeah, uh, I, I saw that one as well. At least one of them, and it was as all about um, trench stuff. Of course, as World War One, but. The this guy or these two uh, I, privates or I don't know what the rank was were ordered to go tell these other guys that the to cancel the mission otherwise they're all gonna die or right something. and I think that was nineteen seventeen is what they're calling that one yes yeah yeah, yeah. which is literally the last year I think the last year of World War One but anyways yeah. that that one looks good there was another one and I don't remember it but it's interesting we have two of them coming out. Or at least the trailers were on this. Anyways, I'm looking forward to both of those. I, I like my historical films. Yeah, so um, the movie, Matt, uh, I found it 
on the interwebs. It's called Tenet, T-E-N-E-T. And uh, it's it's John David Washington is uh, Little Washington. <laughs> Dude, I like Little Washington better. It's like Little, little Wayne. <laughs> Uh, it's got Robert Patterson in it and um, Michael Caine, kind of, of course. Uh, and that's really like the the trailer was just like a super teaser. It was like 30 seconds and I have no idea what the movie was about really. It was like, I think it said something about the evolution of man. So it's like a sci-fi film? And I don't know. I, 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 I honestly couldn't tell you. It show it shows uh, a few frames of John David Washington kind of looking at something, and that's like the end. And I loved it. And I was like, you know, that looks like a. And then it was all Christopher Nolan. I was like, oh yeah, that's what I would have said it was. <laughs> Guessed it. <laughs> well, awesome. I'll have to look that trailer up. Yeah, I think it's a teaser. And you said it's what tenant. I need to tenant, yeah. Oh, I'll try and I'll try and add that to my show notes here. All right. Well, Mike, uh, I think that is plenty of us jabbering on. You've got to go to bed because you're an old man. And yeah, you live I on do. the East Coast in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. But quickly, I kind of like this. I don't know if our fans like it, if they would ever email us and give us some feedback we would know what to keep and what to do and do away with and stop talking about and all this other crap and how to make the podcast better so we grow and get more listeners but mike i like this when we discuss what we're going to go watch next week i have two films that are in the theaters that i would not mind seeing one clearly is going to shock you that is the one i would prefer to see next week and that's Scary stories to tell in the dark. That doesn't shock me, man. I'm sure you read the books like oh, I did yeah, when dude. we were kids. Oh, yeah. Loved the books. I, I was trying to ask my mom if she uh, knew where they were, and I'm sure they're somewhere in the house, you know, my parents' house. I, I want to hunt them down. The artwork was as good as the stories in that book, man. I really want to see that movie, especially since Guillermo del Toro is involved with it. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing it because I read the, the the books when I was a kid, and even though a lot of them are like pretty much short stories and stuff, this this looks interesting because it kind of preserves some of that. And I think I think the art, like the the the, the whatever the the creatures, the monsters, are similar to what the the book had. So that's going to be very disturbing. Can't oh wait yeah, because those drawings, man, they were the artwork was incredible. It really was. I mean, even as a kid, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And the other one that we could decide between. Yeah, what's, what's, what's this other one? What is this other one? What, Dora what else and the there? Lost City of Gold. I am just so excited. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's like, no way, dude. It's like, talk about forcing you to see something that you would just. Yeah, I'd probably slip my wrists. No, you'd be like, well, so I fell asleep, but the first half. Well, I fell asleep through yeah. that, too. <laughs> I got up and left. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Oh, no, wait. I don't want to see that either. I mean, Jesus, man. Another freaking movie about a dude and his dog and the dog talks or some shit? Sorry, no. 
No, negative Ghost Rider. I'm going to pass on that one. No, really, it is The Kitchen. Have you seen the trailers for The Kitchen? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It looks interesting to me. I've seen the trailers multiple times now. Um, it looks interesting to me. I, 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 it's a, it's a, I could take it or leave it kind of thing. We'll see. I like the cast. I like the premise. Uh, here, I'll just real quick. If you guys don't want to hear it, go ahead. We're done with the pod, but I'm, I'm going to help Mike out with this. All right. Here's the synopsis for the kitchen. The wives of New York gangsters in Hell's Kitchen in the 1970s continue to operate their husbands' rackets after they're locked up in prison. Oh, okay. The, the wives are played by Elizabeth Moss, Melissa McCarthy, Domin Hall Gleason, Tiffany Haddish. Common is the co-star in it. Uh, just the casting just looks fantastic. It it's I would love to see M- Melissa McCarthy actually you know do a good role in a dramatic role. It it looks it looks interesting. Well, I heard she was good in that um the the book movie where she like was a author that like stole letters or something. Oh, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to find out what the name of yeah, it is. I, ne- I never Can saw you it. ever yeah, forgive you me? Can you ever forgive me? Um, but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we might be able to see that. I mean, we kind of saw a movie that was somewhat like that with, uh, uh, it was where all the husbands got killed in like the bank heist. Yeah. We reviewed it. Um, I'm drawing a blank on it. Was that the, um, I want to say it starts with like an F. Oh, crap. See, this is why we need to write down our show notes before we start getting into it. F- final job? It, I, yeah, 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 it was something that's like okay. that. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what it is, but a lot of people loved it, and a lot of people hated it, and it was up for some awards, too, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think, think it so. was nominated for some awards. Anyways, yeah, it's very, very reminiscent of this, but this seems more like the women go in and take over an already existing kind of thing. The other one was more of like bank robbers and they were finishing their husband's last job. This is more of like a, a crime syndicate kind of thing, like a mafia. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I did see a trailer for this movie. So I was, I'm curious in this one, it's called the peanut butter Falcon. Oh no. I heard about and it's that. Got, it's got, and it's got Shia LaBeouf in it and uh, another guy who's got downs and they, they go on kind of an adventure, and it it looks interesting. So, I I don't know. I, I I know we have too many movies to watch. So I think what we should stick to is scary let's, stories. To let's tell say in the definitely dark. scary stories. If we have time, maybe the kitchen or maybe the one that we were promising for doing number two this week, which was a tributary on the Revenger. Yes, Matt, which I did watch. Um, oh, did you? I still haven't finished it. I have like 30 minutes left. But uh, yeah, no, I watched it. But uh, what did you think? Uh, I liked it. I liked it, but uh, well. We could talk about it in a pod. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk yeah, about it in a pod. Uh, to find out more, thing, you'll, yeah. you'll hear about it in the pod. Well, let's do our podcast maybe next week <laughs> since we didn't get to it this week. But the biggest reason why I wanted to watch that was just hands down 100%. 
the fight scenes. The fight scenes just reminded me of the classic 80s fight scenes, 70s fight scenes, martial art fight scenes, Bruce Lee. It's just very reminiscent of that kind of fighting style. I just loved that. Yeah. Well, it definitely has awesome fighting scenes. But uh, tune in to our next pod to find out about that on, uh, was it episode 128? Are we going to do that for 128 or are we going to do scary stories for 128? Oh, I don't know. Dang it. All right. So... One of those will be 128. <laughs> the other one will be 129, maybe. It depends if we could get two recorded in a timely fashion. It, it, it seems to be more and more difficult every day. But we'll do what we can, folks. We'll do what we can. Yes. So I think with all that, Matt, I think we should just uh, wrap it up. Do you want to you close this out, Matt? Oh, crap. What do you always say? Thanks, everybody, for listening. Do not forget to tell your friends about our podcast. If you can, do us a favor and like, subscribe, share, follow us on all the social medias. But above all, if you can't, don't do any of that, you know, join our fan group on Facebook too. That's another fun one. But above all of that, if you don't do any of that, at the bare minimum, go and rate us on iTunes and leave us a review on iTunes because that is where almost everybody downloads their podcasts. So if you give us a review, give us a rating on there, we pop up in more people's feeds that are looking for movie podcasts. Hopefully they will get more listeners that way. We don't care if you give us a bad review, go for it. Just give us a review on iTunes. So thanks everybody for listening and we will chat at you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.